Christine Garvin, and welcome to another episode of Hormonally Speaking. Today, I'm here with an incredible woman that I was lucky enough to meet in the recent apprenticeship that I did with Nicole Jardim, and her name is Vashtai Kanahaley, and she is an incredible woman, and I'm so excited to talk to her today. Some of the things that you might want to know about her is that she's a certified integrative women's health coach, a hormone specialist, and environmental toxin educator, which is so cool. We're definitely going to jump into that particular area with her today. In her practice, she supports women in hormone imbalance, perimenopause, chronic diseases like Lyme, and breast implant illness, which is, um, you know, really, really important in this day and age. A lot of that is going around. She holds a master's degree in health science and is a certified women's health coach, and she's earned certificates in the IWHI Hormones One-on-One, Functional Nutrition Lab Digestive Intensive, a certificate in environmental health from Laura Adler and Nicole Jardim's Fix Your Period Apprenticeship. So welcome, Bashi. I'm so glad that you're here today with us. And I'm excited to jump into this interview with you. And really, I want to start with your story because I think it's a pretty amazing, (laughs) incredible one. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your your, uh, um, trials with chronic illness? Sure. Um, first of all, thank you, Christine. Thanks so much for having me on today. It's so mm-hmm. fun to be here with you. Yay. I'm also very glad we met in Nicole's apprenticeship. Um, yeah, where to start? I don't know. It's um, really like 2015, I guess, mm-hmm. is where we would go back um, to the beginning of sort of my journey with chronic illness. Um, I had been feeling really not great for a little while, and I should preface this by um, the fact that I had just had a baby. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure, like, really if it was, you know, new mom stuff and I was just really tired or if there was something else going on. Um, but it just seemed like mm, there's, there might be something else happening here because I just wasn't getting better. You know, mm-hmm. as the months went by, it was actually getting worse and just having sort of debilitating fatigue, um, moodiness, all these things that come with new motherhood again, but... There just seemed to be a little extra. There. Right. Yeah. So, and at the time we were living in Cambodia and um, I was just kind of biding time until we went back to the United States. Um, and I should say, I also, I had had my baby in Thailand. So we had been overseas for this whole time. Wow. World and, traveler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had been um, assigned to Cambodia. I had my daughter Kira or Kate, excuse me, in um Thailand, and it was after her birth that I really started feeling like this sort of cascade of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, come to find out when I got home to the US, um, I had sought out one of the top naturopathic physicians in the Seattle area, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And she was like, It really sounds like you have Lyme and maybe, you know, some chronic infections going on. Mm-hmm. And um, so we did all the tests, and sure enough, came back as positive for Lyme, Epstein-Barr virus, um, Yersinia, which is sort of another one of those outlying sort of chronic infections. And it was just, it was really, um, I don't know, it was overwhelming at that point. Absolutely. Can I ask you really quick, which test um, identifies Lyme? Well, there's the CBC test that identifies it. And then we did do, I wrote this down because at the time I was like so totally, 
<laughs> totally out of it. Yeah. Um, that, um, oh my goodness, I'm looking at my notes here. I'm trying to remember what it is. See, yeah. part of this is brain fog, and I yeah. still do it every day. <laughs> I think a lot, lot of people can relate. It was like the, it was Lyme Western blot, and that came back. Okay. Because I don't think, I, I asked because I'm, I don't feel like a lot of people know how you can actually find out that you have yeah. Lyme. And like, how cool was it that your doctor actually thought up front that that was an underlying mm-hmm. issue? Because I think people and, go years without getting it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's a Lyme literate doctor, and that's the term that's that's used widely in the Lyme community. Mm-hmm. And um, it was important to me. I just felt like really odd. And I had had a bug bite in Cambodia when I was pregnant that sort of prefaced me thinking, is this possibly Lyme? It just, it happened and um, it never got better. It just wouldn't heal and nobody could really identify it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, we still won't really know if that's what caused it, right? right. But, you know, seven, eight months down the road, I tested positive for Lyme. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. So once you found out that you had all of these things going on, I'm sure that was very overwhelming. Um, what were <laughs> kind of the first steps that you took at that point? Well, there were several. So we started with antibiotics, which um, a lot of times we'll start you on like doxy or something like that for about a month. It's like a 30 day protocol. Um, and that, and then we retested and it was still there. So it's oftentimes Lyme won't be cured by antibiotics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so we went ahead and I started on different antimicrobials. We started just really working on other parts of my body as well, because I had, uh, really bad parasites as well. Mm. Another, um, benefit of living abroad. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard to get my doctor, that. yeah, my doctor always says, she's like, your tests always come back and they're just so indicative of your world travel. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yay me. <laughs> yay. Yeah. So we started on different protocols. We did different, like I said, um, antimicrobials and we started on antiparasitics. And that's really what we started working on was to try to get those to be taken care of mm-hmm. so that I could start healing because I couldn't heal my gut or the rest of my body, which was necessary to then be healing if we didn't take care of those little guys first. Yes. Um, I want to put a, I want to put an exclamation point on that point because I think so many people don't realize that parasites can be an underlying cause more often than we think, even if you haven't traveled out of the country. Oh, absolutely. And I, I would put money on the fact that most people do have parasites. Yeah. I mean, even if you've never left, we live in such a, a, a world that where everyone travels, even state to state or city to city, we are getting food from sourced from everywhere, right? Um, it's definitely not really like a third world versus first world problem. Right. It's just living in this time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, so we had to really work on the antiparasitics and that was a, a really big deal because at the time I was breastfeeding mm-hmm. and it was important for me to do everything as natural as possible, which is why we didn't do really full blown some of the Lyme things that we could have done at that time because I wanted to keep breastfeeding. And so we did things that were okay to do while breastfeeding. So we started with things like Biltricide, Ivermectin, Parantol, Alinea, 
and then albendazole, which are all different things that you can take for different kinds of antiparasitics. <laughs> okay, so I just have to stop for a second because you said ivermectin, right? Was yeah. So I don't know if I should be saying this on <laughs> on a podcast, but um, I'm, I I deal with rosacea, and one of the many support groups that I'm in is a rosacea support group because I'm always curious to see what you know people are doing, and mm-hmm. um, people use topical ivermectin which is oh. usually for horses. Yeah. Like, I guess to kill parasites on horses. Yeah. They use it topically. And I would never recommend this, obviously, you know, but it helps a lot of people with their rosacea, which is fascinating, yeah. you know, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's very interesting. Well, we could have a whole conversation yeah. around that. <laughs> we don't need to know. Yeah. Because I was going to grab a hole there. No, bring it back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sorry, I can be tangential like that. But anyway, so you're taking all these different things. Yeah. And if you're doing, it's very important to do a binder with those because like the die off symptoms are no joke. Um, and that's, was my issue is like the die off was so crazy and the Lyme. So the Lyme goes into my joints as well. Mm. So then I get really inflamed joints. They flare up. It, it's very, very painful. Like they actually were wondering if I had rheumatoid arthritis because it was just like that kind of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you're on antiparasitics, you're getting die off, right? And that can go into your joints and everything hurts and all of that. Ugh. So it was really, um, it was a bit trying because my husband traveled a lot. So I was, we went to Seattle, but then we moved to Texas and I didn't know a soul. And my husband left the day after we signed on our house and he was gone for a while. And so I was like with the baby, with my toddler, and I had these huge inflamed joints and I could hardly walk. And at one point I had to call my new neighbor and be like, can you take me to the doctor? Because like, I can't walk. Um, So, and Texas doesn't really have um, a thriving naturopathic community (laughs) just because of the laws. (laughs) I mean, there's some really great, doctors there that um have then gone and done like functional medicine so they're in that sort of that group like mm-hmm. um but um anyway long story short i found this clinic that did ozone therapy oh. and that really really helped and ever since then i was very skeptical because mm-hmm. it like they can't live in that environment right right and so it hurt and then it didn't really hurt but you know, at first it was like, I don't know if this is going to work, but yeah. it worked. Um, so ever since then, ozone has been a, one of the primary treatments that we use for Lyme. Nice. As well at that time, EBV and parasites. Got to hear like all the things. How long did it take for you to do ozone therapy before you started feeling better? Mm, um, well, in the beginning, because we were doing such heavy protocols for parasites, it was a few times I want to say three or four times going like it would my knees were literally like this and then they would like shrink down enough and then I would have to go back again yeah. and they would just do all these like little injections of it it's fascinating science yeah. but um so that really helped at that time and I'm just trying to think I, we just really continued cycling on and cycling off the parasites mm-hmm. and then um doing um like a lensa testing which is another one of the tests that you can do so like six months later we did that to see how the um die off had gone what what i was doing and then every once in a while 
I mean, it's targeted, but we, I would go back on one of them and, you know, just do it because it's something like I have my family do anti-parasitic protocols Mm -hmm. because, because we, not just because we live abroad, but large version, we live in, in Nigeria. So just by nature, it's, it's a good thing to do. Um, and it's such different, even different bacteria, right. Than than what we have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's part Mm -hmm. of the thing with going into other countries, right. Bacteria is like, yeah, do our own thing here. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then once you're here, you're fine. It's just like initially. Um, so um, just really cycling on and off those and then doing antimicrobial treatments as well. Um, I was looking back at my notes today for my doctor. I was like, okay, yeah, this was very intense, like yeah. 18 months of time um, there. Okay. So that's, that's good to know because I think a lot of people want to know like, okay, if I do have really bad Lyme, which mm-hmm. there's usually co-infections, right? I mean, for the most yeah. part, very yeah. people just have straight Lyme. Right. You know, how long does it take to actually mm-hmm. get to a place where you're feeling more steady, you know? And right. Then, yeah. And some people's Lyme will go away. Like mine became chronic, mm, right? Gotcha. Due to, I believe, really other infections like EBV mm, um, mm-hmm. and the parasites. It just made it harder yeah. to heal. Some people do, but I think we're finding or seeing more and more that people aren't necessarily getting better off of a round of antibiotics. Um, uh, so... Um, you know, I think everyone's healing journey is different, mm-hmm. but just like with everything, it took you a little while to get sick mm-hmm. or you saw it, it's going to take you a little while to get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you yeah. would really um, recommend to people that have Lyme to do the ozone therapy? Yeah, there's a few different things that you could do. Um, I really, um, I found great success with the ozone therapy and it is sometimes more available in places that don't have other things. You can find ozone therapy. Mm. Um, there were, um, gosh, what, we did the glutathione IVs. I did a lot of IV therapy. Um, the doctor I, I see, uh, is, is very, believes very much in the IV therapies mm. for EBV and Lyme. And so, um, we did glutathione. I'm just going to look here because they're, so it's UBI, um, ozone IV. So you can okay. do the ozone injections or via IV. Then you can do, um, IVs like Argentin, Artesanate, uh, vitamin C. That's going to help you, you know, heal the glutathione to open up your detox pathways. We do sort of those, those different, um, IVs and I would go, every other day or every couple days and do different ones. Yeah. Yeah. You, you had such a load. I mean, taking care of kids while your husband's gone and going through all that pain and then doing all the things too. I mean, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. (laughs) And then last year I actually flew home by myself and had some more of like therapy done. It was just literally my best friend driving me to the doctor every day wow. for about a month. We would, would go down two to three times a week and I would have different therapies done to just really try to hit it. It won't be like that for everyone. I live very far away from, right. from my, my doctor and therapies that I can do. So when I do have that chance, we do them in a sort of a more 
very targeted approach at that yeah. moment in time. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> let's get as much in as we possibly can. Right, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And sometimes you'll feel better after those IVs, mm. and sometimes you won't. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. good to know, too, because I think people yeah. are going to go in thinking, okay, I'm automatically going to feel better, but, you know, they need to understand that sometimes it takes some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that I don't think people knew a lot about is, um, ozone vaginal, um, encephalation. So tell me about this. I don't know. I don't know about this. (laughs) It was really interesting. So it's like ozone basically in a, in a bag that's to, uh, like almost like an IV bag, but then it's in, you insert it vaginally and then you just slowly release it over X amount of minutes and ozone travels up through your body. So is would that also be good for like candida, you know, like, like yeah, I'm curious, yeah. you know, especially if you're yeah. going in, in that you know, yeah. area, right. you have yeast infection. Yeah, exactly. Go away. Would, yeah. yeah, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. Fascinating. So yeah. What, what kind of clinic like that? I, I mean, I'm guessing it's not, um, allopathic clinic. It's. Like, is it naturopath? Right. This was at my doctor's office in Seattle, so she's a naturopath, yeah. Naturopath, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you know of other um, practitioners that employ that? Or, I mean, like, we have a place here called Hydrate Medical, and they do Mm -hmm. all the IV stuff, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, definitely glutathione and vitamin C and all of that, but I can't Mm -hmm. imagine them offering, like, this vaginal thing. (laughs) Yeah, it, I think that's pretty, I don't know if specialized, but it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not everywhere. Because <laughs> I bet everywhere listen to this and be like, I want to do that. <laughs> you know, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. yeah. We also did ozone in my um, face, which was really interesting. Um, because I, um, some people might not know, but when you have parasites and stuff, they can also be hanging out. Yeah. like up here yeah. <laughs> in your mouth, in your brain, right? In your brain. Right. So, um, and I'd had a, um, had to have a tooth removed all due to part of this whole sickness. <laughs> um, and so instead of doing a root canal, we had opted to pull it because a lot of times the root canal can just make put, things. make things worse. Right. So I had, uh, found this great place in Texas actually when we were living there and it was a, a, um, a dentist's office, but who did the vitamin C IVs beforehand? They did vitamin C after. They pulled it. They used like stem cells, my own stem cells, wow. to like put it back in there just to, for the healing process. They were phenomenal. But again, like when we were doing the ozone, we were trying to see if I was still having issues here. Mm. And sure enough, my face like just really blew up, like <laughs> still some like, action going on in there. <laughs> Yeah, you, you're like this, yeah, like specimen. It's like figuring out all of these reactions. Okay, there's yeah. a number of questions I could ask you about that, but let's, I'll bring it back. I'm really curious yeah. about how Lyme impacts hormones since, you know, this is part so it's hormonally of speaking right now. Right, right exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, it's when your body is inflamed like it is when it has an infection or disease or something, and then chronic stress from that mm-hmm. disease, right? It really lends to hormonal imbalance, right? Mm-hmm. Because with that inflammation comes inflammation in your gut, inflammation just throughout your body. And then 
your immune system goes into overdrive. Mm-hmm. And then everything sort of starts trickling down from there. Mm-hmm. And that causes hormone imbalance. Um, and I didn't really put it together until I was putting, looking at my notes and I was like, oh yeah, I was like on progesterone in that time. Like, you know, there were all these things that mm-hmm. I now see mm-hmm. um, as being linked. But yeah, it definitely impacts um, your hormones. Yeah. Do you end up having a lot of clients that have, you know, underlying infections that are maybe coming to you about their hormone stuff, but then you Mm -hmm. can really find these underlying infections? Yeah. You find the underlying infections, especially my clients who have breast implants. Mm, Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that because I feel like just recently have I seen in a big way that people understand that some long-term chronic illness can happen from mm-hmm. breast implants. Yeah, I think it's you know been talked about in different support groups for a while, but mm-hmm. with the FDA coming out and saying, yes, these certain textured implants do cause breast implant illness and, you know, or could cause, like they're yeah. very careful yeah. with their language, yeah. right? They're not going to yeah. say it, it may cause, it yeah. may. Yeah. Um, and these all of these symptoms are very autoimmune in, mm. in nature, chronic illness, you know, fatigue. And then you have fatigue, you have hormone imbalance, you have brain fog, um, where you can, it's hard to remember. You guys saw me doing it earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, all of these different things, quick to anger, chronic infections, mm-hmm. you know, and those all sort of pop up. So um, like I have a, a, horm- a client who just had her explant surgery last week and she had Hashimoto. She got that after she had her implants. Mm -hmm. She has these other chronic. I have another one who was just recently diagnosed with Lyme. She has no idea how she got Lyme disease. Interesting. Yeah. But she has, but she's getting ready to explant. You know, there's just all of these things that are showing up. Yeah. 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 So what are some of the ways that I guess you first sort of tackle you know, after somebody gets their, their breast implants removed? I mean, I know it kind of depends on what, what they're experiencing, but do you mm-hmm. find that there's certain things that you're like, okay, so, you know, to help detox your body or, you know, anything like that? Mm-hmm. In yeah, definitely. So we try to start um, ideally a month or two prior to surgery mm-hmm. because you really want to optimize your body for your surgery and then recovery. Yeah. So we do, you know, anti-inflammatory diet would be, you know, the, the first thing to do. Um, exercising, if you're not exercising, gentle movement, if you're really a big exerciser to sort of start winding that back so you're not creating so much inflammation some inflammation is fine but you don't want excessive inflammation um making sure your sleep is on point working on mind body stuff things like that just so that you're in a good space for surgery and then you come out of surgery and we have like a a continuing with the anti-inflammatory diet um and you're going to be doing you know probably liposomal uh glutathione you can do that right away. Some of these other things you want to wait because you've just taken breast implants out. You don't want to rush any sort of detox. Um, Liposomal vitamin C, uh, a really good multivitamin, you know, keeping those things going throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think a lot of things like you just continue with that. And then depending on where you're at, a lot of women feel better and then they're going to start feeling kind of worse again, which is hard to see. 
things like sauna therapy are great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, lymphatic therapies like lymphatic massage. Um, uh, just sometimes even antimicrobials. You want to do binders because you want to be moving those toxins out of your body. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are various, and even for like, I can't do these things, but I would refer out to a doctor who does the IV therapies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like support, mm-hmm. support that system. Support, yeah. support. Yeah. 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 It, I mean, it's incredible, right? Because so many of these things um, that people experience, whether it's, you know, breast implant illness, Lyme, whatever, there's underlying components that, you know, are ways of supporting that are the same. Right. Mm-hmm. And, right. and really, yeah. And, and getting, you know, the gut aspect, the healing of the mm. gut, the pathogen, yeah. you know, all mm-hmm. of that. It's like, what, what is at base? Right. And then you add, it the, always comes back to the gut. Yep. Always. I know. Always. <laughs> and people, if people have a hard time with that, right. They're like, Oh, my gut's fine. And then I'm like, well, do you have this symptom or this symptom or do you have gas or bloating? And they're like, yeah, well a little bit. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's what we've perceived to be common, you know, right. or just normal. It's common, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's normal. Yeah. Absolutely. But we, after, I mean, women's health, it's the same. Exactly. Yeah. It's just Period like, pain. Oh, of course okay, I'm going to cool. have cramps. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So do you um, recommend, you know, particular testing around pathogens or anything? Um, I love the GI map. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the best yeah. because it's going to give you the DNA of the parasites um, <clears throat> and microbials that have been there. So yeah. it's really like to just get a full picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I found some super interesting things online. I was like, wow. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. It is a little fascinating. Right. So I, I'll yeah. tell you, I just sent mine in a couple of days mm-hmm. ago and I'm like waiting. <laughs> like, with yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> it's scary. great. Yeah. And I just like that. And you can see, I think what was there as well, because the, mm-hmm. the DNA is still there. So mm-hmm. it can, I think it provides, you know, as a health coach. And then if you're, if you're also getting support from other practitioners, it can give them a really uh, targeted way to approach it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. So one other thing I really want to talk to you about today is xenoestrogens mm-hmm. um, because this is such a huge thing that I think, again, the light is just kind of being shined on it now. And when you dive into it, you're like, Oh my God, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're in everything, you know? So, <laughs> So, you know, maybe tell people what they are in case they haven't heard of them before. And then what do we do about them? Sure. So xenoestrogens, they're also, they're just, they're chemical or endocrine disrupting chemicals, really. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. (laughs) It really means, it's a fancy way to say it messes with your hormones and how your hormones operate, how they react. Um, a really good example of an endocrine disrupting chemical that people are probably familiar with is BPA. Mm-hmm. You see it everywhere now. People, are, you know, companies are like, "This is BPA free. This is that." Blah blah blah. By the way, they just changed it one molecule, so still yeah. don't buy it. Even if it's like <laughs> BPA, it's like BPS now. I think is what they changed it to. So yeah. you just still have to like be careful because it's sort of greenwashing in a way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they, these chemicals mimic estrogen in our body mm. and 
we, I think that's a lot of why we see an increase in estrogen dominant symptoms in women, Mm -hmm. because we have so many in our environment. And uh, one question I get asked is like, well, my body can detox these, right? So what's the big deal? Yes, your body is a great (laughs) detoxing machine, but it can only do so much. Mm -hmm. So it's important to, you can't get rid of these EDCs or the xenoestrogens, mm-hmm. you can just try to like minimize your exposure to them. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the big ways or, you know, that maybe top ways that women can minimize their minimize there's Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's, I could talk all day about this. So <laughs> eating organic or at least mostly organic when you can following the clean 15 or the dirty dozen. Mm-hmm. that is put out every year um, following those guidelines um, because a lot of times now, I don't know if people know this, but like, like they're not just sprayed with pesticides, but the pesticides are put on the seed. Yeah. So then it's growing yeah, no. in there. So then you can't get rid of it no matter what you're doing. So just really eating as organically as possible, mm-hmm. a- avoiding the fatty fish like shark, swordfish, tuna, um, especially yellowfin tuna, those bigger, fattier fish, um, the xenoestrogens love fat. And they just get in there and they just stay in there and they don't disappear. They're Mm -hmm. just like they accumulate. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's important um, to eat things like jackfin tuna if you're going to. Those are the smaller tuna. Because Mm -hmm. the bigger you are on the food chain, uh, like us, <laughs> right? <laughs> the more you're going to have these toxins accumulated. Mm-hmm. So um, it's really important to do that. Uh, switch to natural cleaning products, you know, Dr. Bronner's, things like that. There's a lot of really good ones mm-hmm. um, out there. Now, more and more, you can find better products. Um, getting um, reversible um, osmosis, mm-hmm. reverse osmosis in your house for water. Mm-hmm. Brita doesn't really cut it. You need something a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. But for water filters, I would say have your water checked in your area. Mm-hmm. And then you can go on and do different research yeah. because everyone's water is different and what different water filters do um, is different by company. Right, by right. Brand. And one of the so. things I like to point out to people because I think they don't think about it as much. If you can't do a whole house filter, right, and you just do right. uh, either reverse osmosis um, that you go pick up from Whole Foods or, mm-hmm. you know, you get a filter for your your kitchen sink, um, people forget about showers, you know, yes. and the fact that we absorb so much from our showers, yes, right, in our skin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, like one thing I do, if you have kids, it's like, uh, and they're taking baths, they often have a lot of chlorine in the water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you can get the little vitamin C tablets mm-hmm. that people can put in their jacuzzi tubs. Mm-hmm. And I just plop one of those in plus have the water filter. And then I feel like we're yeah, you're <laughs> doing a little bit. Doing a again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I can't do it all, but you can do what you can. Right. Right. right absolutely. Um, Avoiding canned foods like BPA. So many canned foods are lined with BPA. Um, Native forest, uh, there's a couple others that don't line them with BPA. Those are good brands. Okay, and those are okay to use? Like there's not something else sneaky in there? Sometimes they are sneaky. Native forest is the one I found that's like the least sneaky. Gotcha, okay. don't store your food in plastic. Like this would be my number one rule in the kitchen is just don't store your food in plastic. 
And a good example of this is like tomato sauce. And you know, when you have like your, your plastic container mm -hmm. and you take out the tomato sauce and there's that ring around it and it's red and you're like, man, I can't scrub this off. Yeah. It stained it, right? Mm -hmm. It didn't stain it. It went into it. Oh, interesting. And so at that point, your um, plastic has come into the sauce and the sauce has come into the plastic. Oh. Ah. So, <laughs> I never put that together. Wow. That, that's so really it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so just, yeah, and especially those, and, and tomato sauce is very acidic. So that's one of those things that also will just go right into the plastic. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. Uh, thank you for bringing that up because I think a lot of people yeah. don't know that. So, yeah, plastic really leaches into food, especially hot food mm -hmm. and acidic food like tomatoes. Mm -hmm. um, not using uh, nonstick cookware in the kitchen. Mm hmm. So you have a recommendation yet of what cookware people should, I know cast iron is good, but cast iron is great. I use lodge, which is one of my favorites and okay. it's not super expensive. You know, some of them can be like Lacrosette is more expensive and you have to be careful with some of their enameled because sometimes I'll put the nonstick on there. Okay. But, um, Lacrosette lodge, um, there's a few other, if you're using, um, like stainless steel to, heat you just have to be mm -hmm. careful that it's like a good quality mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i know i use my um I, I don't know i use those two the most okay well that's good because having you know brand recommendations i think yeah cool. because that, that yeah i mean there's a lot of greenwashing that's going on with mm -hmm. with cooking stuff now you know oh, yeah. like you go to ross and it's like this is you know uh, a green pan or whatever and it's still yeah. not what have you and they're not really no. um another thing in the kitchen is moving away from keeping things like your produce in plastic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so like earth another brand i like is earth junkie um it's organic cotton bags that you oh. can, like, keep things in and i find yeah. that they actually keep better and longer than if you had them in a ziploc nice yeah, yeah. that's awesome yeah, it's it's great, and they have mesh ones that are like they look like mesh, but they're organic uh, cotton, and then they have ones that are fully covered. So those are all great options. Silicone, like I can put grapes in a silicone container and close it instead of like putting it in plastic. Oh yeah, yeah. Where are these things that people you know can get on Amazon or do you yeah. have on your website? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, also on my website, I wrote a blog post i believe about all of these things okay. <laughs> a while back so you okay. can find all right rec recommendations there too Perfect. and for like diy products to for cleaning and stuff yeah like great okay well i'll find that blog post and i'll um, put it in the the notes yeah show so people I can send can, it to you yeah okay yeah that'd be great okay. um yeah. so yeah and then another big one for women is feminine hygiene products mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. um, all the things that are in tampons, like chlorine and other stuff, that's not good, especially to have in a really right, uh, right there moist environment. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that word, but I said it on a podcast. <laughs> you help yourself; it needed to be said. <laughs> I always um, try and tell women, I'm like, okay. You're literally, you know, this is the one thing that I'm really hardcore about. You're literally putting these toxins directly beside your reproductive system, you know? Yeah, like, right it's in there. so not great. And 
we have our own microbiome in our, in our vagina. So it's very important to keep that healthy as well. Just like your gut microbiome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So it's really important. And so for those, I love like Cora is one brand I like and recommend. Okay. Um, and you can even get them like on a subscription service. Nice. Um, which is nice. And they're organic. Um, I'm a huge fan of um, like Luna pads, mm-hmm. um, period underwear like Modi Bodhi. Um, they're from Australia, but they're a great company as well. Nice. Um, cups. Yeah. You know, there's just so many different products out there. I also wrote a blog post about that. So there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. So those are, you know, women, we really tend to put like well over 200 chemicals on our bodies before we leave the house. Um, none of, you know, very few of which have been tested for safety. Yeah. So when talking about personal care products, it's like getting rid of things that have fragrance in them. Just if mm-hmm. it says perfume or fragrance, mm-hmm. like got to get rid of it. Yeah. Done. Yeah. So um, there's some good companies out there. I like, I'm a big fan of Beauty Counter. It's not, there's a few things in there that aren't super great all the time, but you know, it's hard to find things that you like. I find in personal care products, it's really challenging. It's taken me years yeah. and many, many tries. Yeah. Um, so finding what works for you and that's, you know, really what you can do. Right. Right. I know it, it is a tough thing sometimes because I think, you know, people, like women will say to me, well, I've tried these natural products and they don't work mm. as well, you know, mm. and it is a trial and error situation a lot, you know, yeah. different things are going to work for different people. And then, there are going to be some things out there that just don't work as well. And, and sort of like shifting expectations around some of it mm-hmm. too, right? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, the, that laundry detergent may not clean your clothes like to the crazy, crazy degree that like Tide does, you know, mm-hmm. but right. I mean, chemicals are powerful. That's part of why it does. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. 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 And like I said earlier, there's just so many products to choose from. It's not even like five or 10 years ago, yeah. you know, there's just so many. So just trying different ones and not everything is exorbitantly expensive anymore. Right. Um, right. Which is so, good. Yeah. More accessible. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it, it is fascinating to me because I, I get asked the question so often, like, why are people more sick now? You know, and it's like, this is a big reason why, (laughs) you know, I mean, bodies have to contend with how many gazillion, you know, chemicals a day really on top of what we're, you know, other things Mm -hmm. that we have to deal with what we're drinking, you know, caffeine, alcohol, et cetera, prescription meds. Yeah. All of that. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. It really lends to chaos in the body Mm -hmm. and sickness. (laughs) But we shall prevail, right? <laughs> That's right. And I think, yeah, we are too. There's such a mo- there's a movement towards yeah. that. It's you know that holistic movement to to really encompass all parts of ourselves mm-hmm. and what we're doing. I mean, and hopefully saving the planet. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> really, exactly. we got to do, do that. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think you're uh, an amazing example of you know, putting in the work and reclaiming your health, right? Yeah. 
Um, Thank you. And, and not to say that you, you know, don't have to continue to do things because I think sometimes people get in that mindset. I think we've all been there, right? Because mm. we've been used to that idea of like you take mm-hmm. some pills and it'll make it go away. And even though that's not even true because people take pills for the rest of their life or, you know, they take pills and it makes other things come up. But I think people have to understand like it is an ongoing process, but you can feel tremendously better. Right. Oh, yes. Now from when, you know, 2015, I'm like a different person. Um, Mm -hmm. And sure, I have setbacks, you know. Yeah. It just happens. Um, There are certain things that trigger me. Uh, Living in Lagos, it's very um, chemically heavy here, I guess is a good Mm -hmm. way to say it. A bit toxic. Just... It's the nature. It's a mega city. You have air, bad air quality. Right. There's a lot of things that that trigger my health here. Yeah. Um, but again, it's you can feel tremendously better, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't ever want to go back there. <laughs> no, well, the fact that you can actually feel better, you know, in living in a in a city says something too. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think it's really important for people to know too, like about ongoing work. Again, we go back to the gut, mm-hmm. but you have to continually work to maintain that. Yep. Yep. Exactly. It's, it's not a one thing. I know. Yeah. The thing I always try and tell people around any of this stuff is like, you know, you can't expect to go to the gym once and build up your mm-hmm. muscle and it stay like that for the rest of your life mm-hmm. as much as we would like that, you know, and it's the same thing with, all of this stuff with gut health, with everything else, you know, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a continual process. Um, yeah. Support, so, yeah. And, and one point on the environmental toxins, it can be super overwhelming. And mm-hmm. what I always work with, with my clients is to, you don't, you can't control it all. Right. You cannot get rid of them. They're right. going to be there. Do what you can. And like Laura Adler says, like little steps lead to big outcomes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it will take a while. Yeah. You know, you can't just go everyone, nobody can go just get rid of everything. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So to just it. not get overwhelmed with it and, and do what you can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, there's a million more things I could ask you. <laughs> <laughs> We're running low on time. So yeah. tell people where they can contact you and you, do you work with clients internationally? I take it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have clients, several different continents um, all over the world. And um, so you can find me, um, um, my website is greenpapayahealth.com. And I'm pretty active on Instagram as well. And that's at greenpapayahealth.com. Okay, great. And so people yeah. can find your contact information in both those places. Yeah. I heard there. And um, yeah, I mean, she's got such an incredible story as you have learned. And I really, really appreciate you sharing all this information today with the listeners because yeah, I think there were so many good nuggets in there that people just don't know, you know, <laughs> I think it can really help them on their journey because Mm-hmm. So many of us are looking for the things that are really going to help and, and yeah. not just, you know, stay stagnant. So, so I appreciate so your true. time. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank right. you so much for having me on. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, guys, I will see you soon. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.